All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Simple Man's Guide to the Good Life. Continuing on with our little seminar series here, we are moving into uh, week three of the pillars, um, episode four overall. Again, talking about five different pillars of health, living a thriving life. We are on to pillar number three, which is movement, right? So uh, to live a thriving life, we want to optimize these areas, these pillars I'm talking about. First one was mindset, meditation, mindfulness, kind of our psychological health. Pillar number two was we we're getting into sleep. Now, stacking on top of sleep, we want to talk about movement, movement in general, how I think about movement, how O23 thinks about movement. Um, and again, starting off with a quote, Aldous Huxley says, consciousness is only possible through change. Change is only possible through movement, right? So this idea that like our conscious state what we're taking in day in and day out, it's only possible through change, ever changing, right? If, if we were experiencing the same thing uh, 24-7, right, we, we, there wouldn't be conscious. You're in a coma, essentially, right? But the only way that we experience uh, change is through movement. We have to move our bodies. We have to move about space and, and our conscious experience. And so truly, conscious experience is about movement, right? And so movement is a core pillar of who we are as humans because of this. So what are the overarching goals of movement? I know this, this is a weird way to frame this for a lot of people, like goals of movement. But yeah, like what is the goal of movement? How do I see movement uh, in our daily life? Again, the O23 kind of template of movement. There's kind of like four main goals. First, the default is moved often. Really, if we think about modern society, that's not really the default. Think about your day. Think about how much you're moving versus how much you're sitting or working at a desk. If you're not more often than not moving, and then sometimes sitting, your default is not moving often. Your default is sitting. Your default is being sedentary, right? That's most people. That's probably you, right? But we want to get to the point where our default is moving often. There's intentional rest. There's not just meandering. There's not just uh, being sloth-like. We'll talk about that. And having fun. Uh, so many of us, we become adults and we just don't play anymore. We don't have fun with our movement. We don't seek new, new fun movement hobbies. We maybe work out and that's about it, right? We want to have fun. Um, if we get to a spot where we're living a thriving life and we're physically active, we have these bodies that can do fun things. Go do that, right? Number two, movement is used to honor the body, not punish it. A lot of people, especially in the health and fitness industry, use working out as a punishment. They punish themselves for drinking on the weekend. They punish themselves for eating bad food, right? The whole idea of exercise is viewed as this like punishment driven thing. I got to atone for my sins. Shame, shame, shame. Uh, uh Movement needs to be used to honor the body and be like, whoa, this is so badass what my body can do. So building a way better relationship with self. Goal number three is explore new ideas and avenue of movement. This kind of links back to have fun, right? Use this fit body of yours if it is a fit body or even if it's just physically active, right? Like you can do things with your body. Try new stuff. Dance, jujitsu, golf, pickleball is really big now. It doesn't matter. Like explore new things. It doesn't mean you have to get all, all into it. It has to be your new passion, but just like experiment, try new things. And then finally drop into the body and be able to understand what it needs. I would say a lot of us disassociate from our body. We use exercise to disassociate. Um, we deny what the body wants or needs. When we maybe get an ache or a pain, we try to push through it instead of listen. Um, uh, we have a bad night's sleep. And again, we want to punish ourselves. We still want to exercise. So we want to get to the point where we're able to listen to the whispers of the body that are coming up before it turns into a scream, 
right? And again, that at its core movement really allows us to build a better connection to self uh, through the physical realm. So again, the goals of movement are moving often with intentional rest. Movement is used to honor the body, not punishment. Explore new avenues and new ideas of movement. Go try new things. And then let's try to drop into the body, listen and respect what it's asking from us and not uh, push through all the time or, um, you know, just, just disassociate from what it's asking. Okay. So those are, those are the goals of movement. Medicinal motion. This is a term I use all the time. Um, movement is medicine. Truly movement is medicine, right? Um, and we want to get to the spot where movement is weaved in so much to our day that we feel better after we move. And we notice that maybe when we're feeling a little bit more run down or a little uh, down in the dumps, uh, maybe some energy, that the first thing we do is we go towards movement, right? Um, here's the deal. In modern society, a steady gym routine is is not the same as an active lifestyle. So many of us, if, if I ask you, do, do you have a movement routine? Like, oh yeah, I work out. That's not what I meant. It's not what I meant. Do you live an active lifestyle? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I work out three times a week. Nope. It's not what I asked. An active lifestyle is a lifestyle that is predominantly one of movement with pockets of being sedentary. I would say 99.9% of us in the Western world don't live that way. It's just society's not built that way. And you have to be really intentional about it. And it's really hard. It is. It's just challenging. I mean, we live in a society where I could sit on my couch all day and do everything. I, not me personally, because I own a business and I have to go in and it's a gym. But for a lot of us that work for tech companies or whatever, we work from home. We can get groceries delivered. We can get food delivered. Uh, I can stream anything I want. You could literally spend all day without ever going outside. And guys, to no surprise, that is the opposite of thriving. That is not healthy. And you might be like, oh, that's my idea of thriving. It is until it isn't. Until you're in a hole of depression, until you haven't seen the sun, until you're gaining weight, until you're feeling bad about yourself, right? That's not thriving. Thriving is living a life of activity, of being outside, of being in motion, of connecting with the sun, connecting with the earth, connecting with other humans. And you do that through motion, right? We want to develop this life involving play, adventure, movement into our days. It should weave in and out. It should be the first place we go if we're feeling, like I said, run down in a hole in a rut. First place we go to is movement, right? This almost always includes the gym, right? So like, I'm not saying no to the, I own a gym, right? But it goes way beyond it. If you're just like a weekend warrior, you have a gym routine and that's it. And you work out maybe an hour a day or three hours a week. That is not an active lifestyle. That is still a sedentary lifestyle. And so to get to a spot where we're living a life of activity, we have to really kind of fundamentally change the way we think about movement in our day-to-day -day life. Again, we get to exercise. Exercise is extra, right? Exercise is a man-made thing. It's made up, truly made up. This combination of these exercises, squats, deadlifts, right? And the aspect of like going into a gym and performing them, it's made up. There's certain movement patterns that are universal, right? You can watch a baby do them. But the idea of like loading and, and CrossFit and F45, like this is all just made up, just made up stuff, right? Our conscious experience made it up, but it was made up for a lack of movement in everyday life, right? Well, okay. Can we go to the root source and go, okay, well, if this is to make up for a lack of movement in everyday life, why don't I just move more in my everyday life? Ah, now we're getting to the root of the problem instead of trying to slap a band-aid on a gunshot wound, right? 
Now, here's the deal. Exercise is fun. It's rewarding. And it's a great way to enhance our body, enhance our life, push ourselves. Again, I own a gym. I've spent the past decade of my life to being in a gym and, and I own one. And I, I think it should be part of everybody's life, but I don't think it should be your whole life. And I don't think you should revolve your movement around exercise. I think it should be the cherry on top. I think it should be the place where you enhance yourself. And yes, you, you push the boundaries. But if that's all you're doing, if you look at the rest of your day and you're just sitting on the couch or you're sitting in a cubicle, we need to reassess, right? Exercise is the part-time job. Living an active lifestyle is the full-time job. The part-time job is the one that gives us a little extra cash flow to maybe buy the things we want to. The full-time job is what puts food on the plate, right? Exercise is the cherry on top. It's the thing that gives us the ability to go for that extra mile walk or to maybe climb that rock with my kid, right? The full-time job is just doing those things day in and day out, going for multiple walks throughout the day, getting outside, taking the stairs instead of the elevator, right? That's the full-time job. Living a life identifying as somebody who weaves movement and an active lifestyle in and out of their lives. It's different. So again, if you're just going to the gym right now, take stock of what movement looks like throughout the rest of the day for you. If you're like, man, I really only move when I go to the gym, that's only 90 minutes and I'm awake 14 other hours out of the day. What are you doing with those 14 hours? Are you working in multiple 30 minute walks? Are you, you know, biking? Are you doing other things? Again, not every day. It's, it's, it's again, hard to do every single day, but more often than not, are you moving? Now we get to the spot where, when we talk about movement, people just think about activity and movement, but it's a yin and yang relationship. We can only move as much as we rest and recover from movement. And this is one of the things that comes up a lot is like, what does rest and recovery, intentional rest and recovery look like, especially in the health and fitness world in the gym world. I hear people all the time saying like, oh, I recovered this weekend. Well, what'd you do? And they list off drinking and partying, but they go, well, I didn't go to the gym. So I recovered. Your body is not recovering if you're slamming it with these things. So let's talk about what intentional rest and recovery is. Recovery. We think to think about recovery is letting the body and the mind recover from the stimulus of our life. So what does recovery look like? Recovery looks like anything from quiet alone time, easy walks. Again, it's still moving, reading, one-on-one -on -one time with loved ones, massages, sauna, yoga, stretching. The key word here, it's intentional, right? It's these intentional movement or uh, slower activities, again, where we're still moving a lot of the time. Um, but notice how I don't have on here some of the things that are lazy, like binge watching Netflix or TV, scrolling social media, drinking, right? Lounging around the house. That's unintentional a lot of the time. And a lot of the time you're just doing more damage. Yes, you might not be working out, but you're also not doing anything to downregulate the system and get what's into uh, into a parasympathetic nervous system, a rest and digest nervous system. That's when you recover. The only way you're able to recover your body is when you're actually in a rest and digest uh, state. I can be not working out, but I can be out partying and drinking. My body is in a fight or flight. <laughs> it's in a fight or flight state. You're not recovering. So you could go, oh, I didn't work out Saturday and Sunday. Why do I feel like shit on Monday? Well, what'd you do on Saturday and Sunday? Were your bedtimes crap? Were you drinking? Were you just, and again, even, even if you just, well, no, I, I, I just laid on the couch for like eight hours. Okay. Well, yeah, that too. 
you're not moving your body around. You've now been stagnant for eight hours. You have stagnant uh, lymphatic fluid, right? You probably were upregulating your nervous system because you were watching TV, scrolling social media. So like these things aren't recovery. Just because you aren't stimulating the body physically doesn't mean you are recovering. Recovery needs to be intentional. And a lot of time recovery still incorporates some level of movement. It's just tame and slow down movement. And it's very intentional. It's being very present. It's using your mindfulness practice from pillar number one, right? It can be even time with others, uh, but it's down-regulating activities. It's activities that bring us out of that fight or flight state and into a rest or digest state. So if you are somebody that thinks you're resting on the weekends or you have a recovery day, really ask yourself, what are you doing with that? Are you recovering? Or are you just being lazy, right? Lounging and sleeping kind of, it can be recovery, but it also can be lazy. If you're just, you know, unintentionally lounging around the house, scrolling social media, you didn't block off an intentional chunk to maybe take a nap or whatever. A lot of times, most of us will get done with that and we feel worse. We feel bad about ourselves. We feel like we were unproductive. We were procrastinating. Um, and that's going to lead us to, to spiral and not feel good about ourselves. Where if you block off and you're like, hey, from two to three, I have a chunk today. I'm going to take a nap and I'm going to feel good about that. I have this chunk. It's for me. I don't need to do anything else. I got my work done around it. Cool. Do that. That's intentional. That's recovery. You're going to get done with that. You're going to feel good about it because you set off that time. You did it. And you're going to be able to go on with the rest of your day and feel good the next day. Right. So intentionality is a big key with this. Uh, in the one on one practice with my coaching practice, my lifestyle coaching practice. Again, if you are interested in this, reach out to me, DM me on Instagram, my personal uh, account, just sranny25, simple man's guide to the good life on Instagram. Uh, email me, Sean at Upreach CrossFit. If, if you are interested, you're like, man, I, I, I'm thinking about maybe doing one-on-one with Sean, reach out to me. But what we do is we build a deeper movement practice. Again, this is my specialty, building movement into your day. Um, we use movement to develop a better circadian rhythm. We play around with like what types of movement when you're doing them. Um, maybe in the middle of your day when you're feeling a little bit of a slump, maybe we have some movement practice to see if that stimulates some good hormones and gets you back into a rhythm um, as opposed to reaching for coffee, right? Use movement to alter or enhance our emotional state. Um, you're really nervous before a big talk. Maybe you and I come up with some kind of uh, flow, three to five minute flow. And all of a sudden you feel more confident, feel good. You feel energized. Right. And then build a better relationship around exercise and recovery. Just having a, a framework, having a, a sounding board, me to, to bounce ideas off. Hey, I'm working out this many times a week. Here's what my recovery looks like. What do you think? Like, maybe let's try this. Let's try this. Right. Just building a better relationship between the two, understanding, uh, what your exercise maybe should look like. Maybe you're like getting burned down on your exercise routine. That's all stuff. I also, if, if you're not part of my gym, or even if you are part of my gym, I also do have an option to incorporate personal programming because uh, that's been what I've been doing for greater part of 10 years into this program. Um, and so if that's something too, where you want to take your program to the next level, or you want more tailored programming to you, that's something I do as well. So that's kind of the one-on-one. Again, very, very straightforward, simple, uh, stuff here for the movement piece. It's thinking of movement as being medicinal, being a lot more intentional, intentional, excuse me, about how we're looking at our day and how we're weaving movement in and out. If you just have a simple going to the gym routine, it's not an active lifestyle. There's got to be a lot more to that. Uh, viewing exercise is a beautiful thing, but it's extra. It's not the main course, right? And then having intentional rest and recovery and what that even looks like to you. Okay. So um, again, a quick one here on the podcast. Next week, we're going to get into everybody's favorite nutrition. Um, 
and really our mindset around nutrition, how we think about nutrition, how nutrition in the health and fitness space is really doing a disservice to everybody. As far as living like a long, meaningful, healthy life, there are a lot of good things in the health and fitness industry when it comes to just getting people out of sickness, but, um, you know, getting us to an optimized state, we need to actually change our whole mindset and mind frame around nutrition and what that means to us. So that'll be next week. So tune in next week. If you're really interested in that nutrition podcast, hope you guys have a great week. Hope you're able to weave more movement in and out of each day. And uh, yeah, guys, see you in the next one.